doing, Zach Cassidy? Adam Henry, Bobby Jones. Jeff Jarrett. Joe Siddle. TJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. Yo, what up, everybody? My name is Drake Tamar, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast, live on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. and replays on Thursdays at 8 p.m. You can catch every single episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, of course, wherever you're listening to it right now, but it's available everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are found, or you can directly go to windcitysports.com. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube account at windcity underscore sports. We'll tell you how to access that as well as the podcast yet again at the end of the show as we normally do. But today is Thursday, October 10th, 2019, and it's episode 166 of Wind City Sports. And this week on Wind City Sports, we're keeping that hockey theme rolling, but more specifically, OUA hockey since uh, school is back in session and so are all of our Windsor Lancers sports. We obviously have a great connection with the Lancers. Um, for those who don't know, CJAM, the radio station, is located in the uh, University of Windsor CAW Center so a lot of connections there and we always like to talk to people from uh, the school or coaching or playing for the school for whatever sport it may be and this week we're talking to a coach from the hockey team like I said again we're keeping the hockey team going for many reasons actually um, this individual himself he has an extensive background both as a player he was a goaltender uh, for the OHL he played with Steve Eiserman. he played with some fantastic players he played for the team uh, played a little bit onto the ranks of coaching and has pretty well dominated at least around here he's a very well-known coach he became a teacher and then a principal he's won an OUA bronze medal with the team as well as a Queen's Cup championship going into their home opener tomorrow and Saturday against their rival McGill University it's head coach Kevin Hamlin this week on the show as mentioned this guy played in the OHL with some fantastic players we start there and kind of make our way up to to where we are now uh, kind of go through his whole career and all the stuff that he's done in hockey and obviously we talk about the Lancers and their upcoming season uh, how much he enjoys you know coaching that team now full-time now that he's retired uh, man so much you guys will hear it very soon but before we get into that I quickly just want to tell you about our Windsor Lancers athletes of the week via golancers.ca this week fittingly enough from the men's hockey team it's goaltender Jonathan Reinhardt and from the women's volleyball team Ali Winnick Jonathan had an outstanding season debut on Friday when he made an incredible 46 saves to help the Lancers defeat the Brock Badgers 6-3 in their regular season opener at the time in St. Catharines. Meanwhile, in the women's volleyball opening weekend of competition, Ali was a superstar on the court and uh, for the blue and gold in their two exhibition games against Acadia and Western. Overall, she collected 26 kills and led the team in kills, blocks, and hitting percentage. So congratulations to Johnny and Ali on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. And without further ado, let's jump over to the interview with head coach of the men's hockey team, Kevin Hamlin. Here we go. Here I am at South Windsor Arena with a former OHL goaltender for the London Knights, Brantford Alexanders, Peter Rope Peets, and even our Windsor Spitfires, where he wrapped it up. He's gone on to become one of the province's best college coaches here at the University of Windsor, led the team to a 2014 Queen's Cup Championship, 2015 OUA Bronze Medal, going into his 12th season. Kevin Hamlin, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, as I understand it, and I think it's probably every year, there's uh, some changes to the coaching staff, adding Todd Warner, a former NHLer, and former player uh, Mike Cristo there. So, just tell us about any 
changes uh, internally. Yeah, we've been really fortunate, Drake, to uh, to add Todd to the roster. I mean, Todd brings with him a wealth of uh, experience uh, as a player and, and and as a coach. And uh, you know, now he's a he's a he's an analyst for uh, uh, for the Leafs and Sportsnet. So we're really pleased to add Todd. And whenever you can include players uh, back into the program, like we have with Mike Christou and mm-hmm. and Adam Burnett, I think that's really uh, that's really positive. So. Uh, uh, you know, our off-ice staff uh, looks really solid, and, and uh, I think you can expect great things from this awesome. Lancer squad this year. Awesome. The Lancers family is always a big part of, uh, of the, obviously, the athletics, right? So to bring people back, like you're talking about, it's probably pretty pretty cool for yourself too, right? Yeah, I, I, whenever a player wants to come back, I think it's, you know, it. I, I mean, there's no getting used to a period that, that typically is involved with people you don't know, and um, you, you know, being an, an assistant coach, being a coach at any level is is often a thankless job. You yeah. know, uh, you, you certainly don't get the recognition you uh, you deserve, and, and these guys get it. And uh, but without them, we certainly wouldn't be able to uh, uh, to to meet the, the high goals that we have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Absolutely. And like I said, like every year seems to be a little different. Just like you know, junior OUA, like it's changing so often would you say this is a transitional year or is every year transitional well you know i mean the lack of continuity with respect to assistant coaches is is, has been a real positive thing to be perfectly honest i mean uh you know all of our assistant coaches go on and get really good full-time jobs uh andy delmore left us and and went to toledo the 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 walleye john nelson is is of course the coaching gm of lasalle vipers Justin Soltz is the general manager yeah. of Leamington Flyers, and Kyle McCarrick is the uh, um, is the assistant coach, or excuse me, the coaching GM of Chatham Maroons. And most recently, Mark Rideau just hired by uh, yeah, another great. assistant coach, Eric Wellwood, who uh, in Flint. <laughs> so, so it's all uh, it, it's been good, and and uh, they they've certainly haven't um, uh, they haven't left without uh, leaving their mark uh, with with our program and and the school and and, and all the players that. Uh, that they've come in contact with, which is a great thing, and and this year won't be any different. And I, I think we can expect that, uh, Drake. You know, at this level, it's very difficult to uh, to have um, part time assistant coaches who aren't who, who don't aspire to go on and be head coaches. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want coaches just like your players that that aspire for for greater things. And okay. uh, so, if we get Todd for a year or two, three. For whatever it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know the, ta- the the time that he dedicates to the program uh, will be awesome. That's a good point. I mean, it benefits both of you guys, right? But just like a player, someone that doesn't really want to be there, what's the use, right? And and somebody with his expertise and yeah. and, uh, and Mike's and Adam and you know they played the game. Uh, the, the, there's a, an immediate credibility with the players, which is really important uh, in our dressing room, uh, and. Uh, you know we've always been blessed with uh, with with excellent assistant coaches, so mm-hmm. uh, so that bodes well for uh, for our program, and and we've really benefited from that. Absolutely, man. And as mentioned, this is going into your twelfth season now. So how did it all come to be? Uh, Ten, eleven years ago, how did that opportunity for you arise? Well, I, I was uh, I was the head coach of uh, Saint Clair College for a lot of years, and and worked under uh, a great man there, John Strasser, who was the, the former president. He's retired now, and. And uh, John really believed in in the hockey program at Saint Clair College, and unfortunately, the other presidents in the uh, around the OCAA didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we had a great run w- with the, the college level there, 
and uh, then then teams started to fold. And then we played an independent schedule, St. Clair College did, where we went and, and played a lot of the uh, NCAA teams. And uh, But you knew that, um, you know, and we had applied to get into uh, the NCAA and uh, they, they just wouldn't have any part of it to have really? a, a Canadian college team join their, uh, their, their group. So, um, you know, John wanted us to continue as a, as a exhibition team. And it just wasn't something in the end that I was too interested in doing. I still wanted to, uh, as we mentioned before, I still wanted to, you know, to aspire for, for higher levels. And, and, uh, it just so happened that, the University of Windsor was looking for a coach. Gord Grace uh, contacted me, and uh, and the rest is history. That was twelve years ago. That's what it seems. Always connections, you know. But again, uh, paving your way and building experience. It's not like oh, I just I know this guy that plays hockey, whatever. But I yeah. pull him in. But that's how it seems to come to be with coaching and even recruiting players. Depends on who you know, right? Well, no question. It, it, you know, we built up a great network. Uh, it, it it truly is a global game. Uh, you know, yeah. there are Europeans in our in our. Uh, uh, in our league now, and and uh, whenever you have people that uh, a good network around the country, especially, uh, it really uh, really helps the program. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got uh, 13, 13 student athletes from out west who, you know, never would have even considered Windsor had it not exactly. been for the hockey program. So yeah. we're really uh, fortunate to add those guys, and and then other people around, uh, uh, you know, from Quebec and of course Ontario. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, there's a strong hockey system where they come from too, right? So for them to come down here definitely says a lot. But you have so much coaching experience, not mistake, in almost thirty years. You started over at Cornwell University. Uh, well, I, I actually started as uh, my my first ten years as coach was with uh, you know Todd Warner was a player. Spitz, Todd yeah. and Corey Stillman yeah, yeah. and Bill Bowler and all those guys and uh, Motor City Smitty. Brad asked me to be an <laughs> assistant coach uh, with him uh, with Windsor and uh, and then he fell on some hard times with the Spitfires and I uh, uh, again I was working with uh, Ted Sater uh, at Huron Hockey School and Teddy was good friends of uh, Brian McCutcheon who was then coach of Cornell University and we're all golfing uh, myself him uh, Ted Vern Stenlin and. Uh, in Les Binkley, uh, an old timer, and and uh, Teddy said, "Would you consider taking a job at uh, in Ithaca at Cornell University?" And I, I mean, uh, I had been there once as a player. I, I played at the University of Toronto, and we went there, mm-hmm. and I just loved the uh, the atmosphere. And I said, "Well, I'd certainly consider it. I'd, I'd fly there and and uh, fly up there and, and check it out." So I went there, and it took me, Drake. I'm not kidding you. It, it took me about ten minutes to realize that uh, that's where I need. That's where I wanted to be. Yeah. And uh, the the unfortunate thing was for me personally was that I would have to give up teaching. And I was a I was a registered teacher here at the Windsor Essex Catholic District School Board, and uh, so my uh, my director in those days was Jim Molnar, and he he allowed me to take a year off and and uh, go to New York and and uh, and and learn what I needed to learn, and yeah. and it was such a educational experience for me to, to learn under Brian McCutcheon and Mark Taylor and 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 just to learn how a uh, how a big time D1 program yeah. operated uh, yeah. and uh, I learned a lot about off ice uh, things that you need to take care of the recruiting and how uh, the work you put in uh, to the team off the ice positively or, or, or it has a direct impact of of the product on the ice absolutely and uh, you know that's where I I, I think I I, I really learned uh, 
all of my recruiting tactics that, that I that I use today was was in those early days at Cornell and um, but I realized that I couldn't work for ten thousand dollars a year <laughs> for the rest of my life so I came back and um, uh, began teaching again and um, was the uh, head coach and GM of uh, Bell River Canadians for five years and then uh, then coached in the Western Junior B League uh, for four and then I started with St. Clair College so okay. it's been a really good run for me I, I, I uh, the people that I've met along the way have, have, have truly made it uh, special and uh, you know it's it's really gratifying for me to walk into arenas and see former players of mine with their kids and, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and things like that and, and, and they're getting back involved in the game now and uh, it, it's a real neat experience for us that's awesome. And like I said, experience says it all, right? But so let's say you, you came into Cornell there. What did you notice that was really outstanding to you? Is it just the amenities that they had and the level of coaching and stuff like that? Well, it, it, to be honest, it wasn't really the amenities, although Cornell is a beautiful campus in the mm-hmm. Finger Lakes of, uh, of upstate New York. Uh, the hockey amenities, Lina Rink is, is just a small arena, but uh, it, in those days it was sold out for 28 straight years. Wow. Uh, in fact, students would camp out the night before. Uh, tickets went on sale just to get the uh, 1,500 or so general mission tickets that they had. So, uh, you know, just just the spirit um, at the school and and the uh, uh, the whole vibe in the community. Hockey was Cornell's big sport then. Okay. And um, uh, you know, we had a, we had a great team. We we uh, uh, we won hockey east. Played in. The, uh, at the old Boston Garden against oh. uh, BU and and, cool. and uh, uh, Boston College and and that was a real good experience and just the whole thing and and the network I, I you know I I talked to players and coaches that I that I worked with back then I still talk to them today so um, it was a wonderful experience I I wish it it could last uh, uh, wish it would have lasted a little longer but like I said the uh, it's a pretty career limiting um, opportunity for a Canadian who who who's not an alumni. And, uh, uh, you know, you'd have to pay your dues for mm-hmm. 10, 15 years before getting a crack at a head coaching job. And that wasn't something I, I was willing to do. Yeah, especially, as you mentioned, <laughs> the salary. But, I mean, experience, again, it says it all. So you got to capitalize on those opportunities, right? And as you had mentioned, you're a teacher, established teacher, and also coaching. Was there ever a time where coaching kind of started to take over or were you kind of split? Well, there was never a time where, where coaching wasn't a, a major yeah. part of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, Drake, I've always been really blessed with the uh, directors uh, along the way. That, that my, you know, my employer with the Windsor Essex Catholic District School Board, they, they always got it. They always understood that there was, a, there was an added value. To uh, to me working with junior hockey teams and and the the college and the university I think and we, and we tried to create as many opportunities as we possibly could with the community and and the respective hockey programs so um, uh, you know no it it, it uh, you know it was always for for me it was always uh, people by day and paper at night and uh, you know a lot of late nights and and um, uh, you know this year I celebrate our my 20th wedding anniversary with my wife and um, you know when you look back and you think of all the uh, uh, you know all the teams and all the schools and all the kids you taught and all the kids that you coached over the years uh, like I said it's it really has been a blessing for me to, yeah. to be involved uh, both at the school level and uh, and post-secondary uh, uh, institutions like St. Clair and, and mm-hmm. the University of Windsor. That's very cool, man. Uh, you got to be humble and kind of appreciate those things, right, when you look back on, on it all. But 
I look at a person like yourself as a teacher and a coach, I feel that they kind of blend together. Would you agree with that? You know, like teaching kids maybe different values in different ways, right? Well, no question about it. And, and you know, last like 16 years of my uh, my education career, I was, I was an administrator. So both a, okay. as a vice principal and principal and, um, you, you know, leading leading a school is, is, is very similar to leading, leading a team. There are things that, uh, you know, anybody can lead during good times. Uh, that, that doesn't take somebody yeah. that, that, that has a lot of knowledge and know-how, but it, it's during the adversity, uh, and, and, and the struggles that I think true leaders really emerge. And, uh, and it's no different in the school setting. Uh, than in in yeah, our dressing very room, true, very true. every every season is plagued with uh, uh, you know ups and downs. It, there there's you know there's never a straight line where you want to go. There's always turns and and it doesn't matter if it's a, a team environment, a school environment, or a workplace environment uh, outside of sports. That's the reality of life. And uh, you know I I, I think. Uh, I, I always have learned from people who have guided our schools and, and have guided our, our, our teams through uh, difficult times. And, um, uh, you know, I, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, certainly we, we've had enough of them, yeah. um, but we've always emerged better. Uh, you know, and it doesn't mean, uh, you know, we, we pride ourselves on, on developing champions en route to winning championships. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. We don't win our last game every year. Uh, but we can always develop champion people. And, and that's what I think we do here at the University of Windsor uh, through the various outreach initiatives and, and uh, the school ties that we have and, and things of that nature. I, I look at some of our grads and, and I'm so proud of these guys to, to know that they've gone on and, and uh, they're, 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 they're just great people, man. They're, they're, they're productive in society. They're great, they're great fathers. I think a lot of them will be great coaches uh, at some point, and uh, some of them are still playing, which uh, you know I'm extremely proud of as well. So, uh, no, it's a great environment to to be a part of uh, as a coach, as an assistant coach, and and as players. And uh, we hope to, that continues. We still have, uh, uh, you know, we don't think we're on the back nine of our, our our days here at the University of Windsor by any stretch. We yeah. we think there's a lot of hockey uh, left and a lot of good times, a lot of Queens Cups and championships and yeah. and uh, champions to develop along the way. That's awesome. Like you said, man, there's ups and downs, and you've been through the thick and thin of it, even with you here with the Lancers, right? So it, it definitely takes a passion to be able to, to stick around, and, and you can see it in yourself when you're talking. Well, we've got, we've, we, we have great support, Drake, and, you know, I, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention all the administrators that are here. It's not easy to, to have, a, uh, to have a, a Tier 1 program like ours uh, off campus. That's not easy for anybody. It's not easy for the team. It's not easy for coaches. And it certainly isn't easy for administration. Um, you know, but uh, fortunately, they understand that, uh, you know, with no, uh, with no arena on campus, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we could sit and dwell on, on uh, any of the negatives that come along with that. But we choose to, uh, you know, create a real positive environment here in the dressing room and, and here at the Capri Center. And we will until they tell us to move and go somewhere else. But we're happy here, and, and uh, uh, we've had a lot of support at the school level. It's fantastic, man. So it seems like the theme of this uh, whole conversation has been experience and experience, right? And I know you have uh, a lot of experience in coaching, but let's talk about your playing career a little bit. Let's go back to the OHL. Um, even got to play with Steve Eiserman. I talked to Bruce Shoebottom not too long ago. I think he was on that team as yeah. well, out in uh, Peterborough. So when you look back on that junior experience, uh, it kind of sticks out. Well, uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me that, 
you know, like I said, that the coaching is a small fraternity. Well, so is playing and, and, and really the game of hockey. Uh, you know, uh, as a player playing on four different teams in four years, uh, it, it had some challenges. For sure. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, it, to and in those days, it, it, it was easy to, to look at the negative. Jeez, you know, I, I get traded again and you just get used to a billet in, the, in a new home and new city and you get traded again. And uh, I remember my parents telling me first that, you know, it was always, don't look at it that, that somebody doesn't want you. Look at it on the positive side that somebody always wanted you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look back at it now, Drake, and, and uh, you know, the network, that just improved my network, really, Absolutely. to think about it when, uh, you know, it's not, not very often where... Uh, you know, somebody could say they played with uh, guys like Steve Eiserman and Dino Cicerelli and, uh, you know, Mark Hunter and Mike Bullard and the, the list goes on and on, you know, of, of guys that I, I, was, I had the opportunity to play with. And, and then the coaches along the way just to, uh, to learn from, uh, from the different coaches that I've had along the way, I think was, was, uh, was extraordinary. I, I, I learned uh, after my fourth year in the Ontario Hockey League, I, I, I didn't get drafted, in the, but but I, I got a tryout or, or a, to a main camp at, in Pittsburgh, and uh, they wanted uh, to sign me to an American League or excuse me an IHL deal. It was the, that was their top farm team at the time, and um, but they wanted me to uh, to go down and they were going to re-sign or or look to sign me at Christmas time, and I just wasn't interested in that. And uh, you know when I look back and reflect on it, everything happens for a reason, and you know who knows my life may have turned in a different direction had I done that. Uh, but I, 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 I just, I think everything happens for a reason. And, and uh, I, I really felt like I was blessed to, to come back here, go to teacher's college or, or, or attend the University of Toronto. Yeah. Um, I was going to come to the University of Windsor. Mike Keenan called me in the summertime. And he, he, his first qu- question to me was, do you want to win a national championship? And How do you say no? <laughs> I, I said yes, and I knew of Mike. He he was coaching uh, uh, in the American League at the time, and then uh, came back to coach the University of Toronto. And the next thing you know, I'm at the University of Toronto visiting, and and I just loved what what he had said and the schedule that they had created, and knew uh, with the players he had coming in that we had we had a chance. And so, uh, you know. Uh, you know that year in '83, '84, we won a national championship, and and uh, uh, you know learned under Iron Mike uh, at the University of Toronto, and um, uh, and you know had great coaches there with Paul Titanic, Mike Keenan, Tom Watt. Uh, Tom brought me to Vancouver with him after my third year. Um, tried out there, uh, tried out again after my fourth year, and again didn't want to play in the minors and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I probably needed somebody to kick me in the pants and say, no, you're going to go down the minors. You're going to spend yeah, six months there and give it give, give your it best try, shot. Yeah. But uh, I didn't do that. I came back and went to teachers college and the rest is history. And that's and that's how my playing days ended. And my coaching career began. So that was around the time you did play a few games for the uh, Flint Spirits or something like that. Right? That was kind of a test in the eye or what? Yeah, I, I, it was after uh, I got sent down from from Vancouver to uh, to Fredericton, and then to Flint, and uh, you know there were there were five goalies on the ice. Mm-hmm. Rick Dudley was the coach, great man, and, and Pat Quinn was the uh, general right. manager of, of Vancouver Canucks. And uh, I went to Flint, and I mean. To, to wait in a queue of five goalies was was again was just not something I 
I, I, I needed or I, I felt I wanted to do. And, and to be perfectly honest, if I was good enough, I, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. So clearly in those days I had some doubts and I just didn't feel like I, I, I wanted to spend time in the minors. I thought I was good enough. I played some exhibition games and, and played real well to warrant a, a contract or so I thought. And uh, they thought otherwise, which is great. I mean, that's, you know, clearly that's what makes, uh, you know, makes things tick. And like I said, everything happens for a reason. Uh, You know, my playing days ended, a coaching career began and, um, you know, retired educator and love coaching. And that's where I find myself today. Yeah, it's absolutely. And you're happy with how it ended up, obviously. There's no complaints there. But um, to go, like you said, you play with so many, so many players. I went through all your stats and stuff like that and, there's too many to, to pinpoint, right? Uh, but one that stood out to me, I want to know a little bit about the Canadian national team there, uh, led by Cliff Ronning, played with Sean Burke, another Windsor goalie. So um, just tell us a little bit of experience about that. Yeah, I had a great uh, great couple weeks with Team Canada. It was, it was the Olympic team, and, and they invited after my fourth year at the University of Toronto, um, Dave King, I, myself and Darren Lowe from the University of Toronto were, uh, were all Canadians. And uh, after the banquet, uh, Dave King uh, called both of us. Uh, we're, we're at the hotel, and he asked us if we wanted to uh, uh, to try out with Team Canada, uh, the Soviet Union. Uh, this, the uh, Red Army team was mm-hmm. was doing a um, a tour, and the the Olympic program was was playing this team all around all around the country. And of course, it was a it was a dream for us. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so that that was a real challenge because we hadn't played in like two or three weeks, and we're getting on the ice and just uh, you know he was taking shots on me, and we we're skating and kind of bagging each other along the way just to just to keep each other into it. And then uh, my first game we played at North Bay in front of a sellout there. Um, we lost two one in overtime, and you mentioned Cliff Ronning. The, the overtime goal came on a two on one and. And uh, they they tried to pass the puck uh, over him, hit his uh, skate, and went in the net. Uh. <laughs> uh, but that was a that was a great experience. And then um, the next night, I didn't play. I backed up uh, in Ottawa, and then I played at Cops Coliseum in front of uh, seventeen thousand people, and we, we ended up beating uh, the Russians there. So so that was a that was a thrill for me, and um, you know, but it was a tryout, and, and even though. You know, I, I I played well through that experience. They had mm-hmm. uh, the likes of Sean Burke and and a few others that were waiting in the wings, and uh, but it was a great experience and wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You know, I mean, w- whenever you have an opportunity to represent your country um, and, and put that jersey on, you know, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it, it's it, it was an incredible experience, one I'll never forget. And this past uh, March, I I was fortunate enough to coach a team Canada in in uh, Krasnoyarsk, Russia. Mm-hmm. And I told the players, uh, you know, before we started, when you put that jersey on for the first time, you'll you'll get it. You'll understand uh, how special it is. And sure enough, uh, Drake, almost every player to a man, uh, you know, talked about that that conversation. Oh. And and, uh, and 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 it's just a real special feeling to, to be a part of something like oh, that. How could you not feel that way? That's yeah. that's fantastic, man. It kind of brings it all together too, having being playing for a national team representing a country and then being behind the bench as well. And to kind of wrap it all up, 
been behind the bench with the Lancers here for many years. You're happy with your where you've ended up. Although <laughs> you never know where else you could have ended up, but we're just a few days away from the opening uh, opening games regular season here in Windsor with the Windsor Lancers men's hockey team. So. What can we expect? What do you expect out of the game? Well, I, you know, I think we're going to be a very, uh, very high skilled team, fast team uh, that that's really big behind the blue line and 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 can hurt you in a lot of different ways. I think, um, you know, with the the additions of, of guys like Anthony Salinitri and um, you know Ryan Barbosa and, and Brady Pataki and Trent Fox and and Bryce Yetman, I mean, th- those are some guys that that can really get it done on the offensive side of the puck and. Uh, you know, right now, clearly there's a learning curve, uh, learning what it takes at our level to be successful for this group as a team. Um, we, 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 our schedule is not very forgiving. Uh, we open up at uh, at Brock. Last year, Brock had the best home record in the, in the province. Um, we know that we're going to have our hands full there, but I think we're going to, you know, give them a handful as well. Uh, and then McGill comes in. Uh, to Windsor, which uh, uh, people will remember. That's who we beat in the Queen's Cup final in 2014, McGill, in a, in a 3-2 thriller. And then the following year, uh, played a uh, bronze medal game here to see who went to the national championship and beat them 3-2 in overtime. And uh, we have a great rivalry with McGill. And I think anybody who wants to get just a sense of just how good U-sport hockey is, they should plan on attending those games because they'll uh, uh, they'll be coming back after watching those games. Mm-hmm. Well, you just sold me, so I'll be here. <laughs> Thanks a lot for taking the time to do this, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you and good luck. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Drake Demore here back on the Wind City Sports Podcast. That was Kevin Hamlin, head coach of the Windsor Lancers men's hockey team. If you've never seen some OUA hockey, it, as we talk about here on the show, it's, it's just as good, if not better, than the OHL. And a fantastic team we have this year, hoping for a great uh, great season for the Lancers. And as mentioned, of course, our men's hockey team has their home opener with back-to-back games tomorrow night and Saturday night at the Capri Pizza Center, formerly known as South Windsor Arena, against the highly touted McGill University. Both games will be at 7 p.m., or sorry, 7.30 p.m. tomorrow and Saturday. And in regards to our Windsor uh, local sports news, we also have the men's and women's soccer teams, as well as the men's basketball team with home games over the weekend. See golancers.ca for more information. Keeping that hockey trend rolling, the Spitfires picked up three points in three games last weekend, going 1-1-1. They play Kitchener uh, tomorrow night and then host the Sarnia Sting Saturday on the road tomorrow night in Kitchener, coming back home for a Saturday night game. The AKO Fratman football team secured their second OFC title in three years with a 33-26 victory over the Hamilton Hurricanes last Saturday. And they still have their final home or no, sorry, their final game of the season on the road on Saturday in Ottawa against the Sooners. Following this weekend, playoffs begin. But looks like that's it this week on Win City Sports. Tune in to the radio show today at 12:30 for more news and upcoming events on sports in Windsor. We're here every Thursday with a brand new episode of the podcast and edition of the radio show on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit at 12.30 and replays on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. for your evening listening, I suppose. Um, And you can catch every single episode of our podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. You can go directly uh, to windcitysports.com or you can search up the Wind City Sports Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are available. Win City is all one word, 
And that goes the same if you're trying to find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At WinCity underscore sports is our handle, or simply search up the WinCity Sports Podcast. WinCity, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y, all one word. And you can follow me, Drake Damore, on Instagram and Twitter, at Drake Damore. But until next week, smell you later.